0: I'm excited! I'm really, really excited today! (laughs) So... Oh, man. I just... I don't even know where to start with this one. So, uh... I got some new background music. I graduated from Neko Atsume to Ribby, which is a game that will be coming out soon on Steam. You should totally check it out, because, uh good. It's really, It's gonna be really good. Um, yes. If you like bunnies, you will like this game. Also, if you like Toho. Um, but anyway. <laughs> we also had... I, I also found... Okay. Ooh. You'll also have to excuse me today. My my voice is a little hoarse. And I'm not talking about a Shetland pony. Um, I'm talking about, wow, I knocked my voice out uh, pretty hard. But, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it for now, but... I might, I might squeak a little like I'm going through... Uh, like I'm going through puberty all over again. God help us all. Um, but anyway... Um, started things off with... Get this. The uh, earliest... Uh, <laughs> apparently I'm, I'm talking like horse horse ebooks. Um, the earliest Toho arrangement. That uh, is on documented record according to vgmdb.com Stardust Reverie from Comigant64 which is uh yeah that's 2003 so that one was Beat Mario with his uh, Soul as Red as a Grown Cherry arrangement um, that whole album by the way is Embodiment of Scarlet Devil because there was nothing else back then unless you know there, that was the only Windows game <laughs> so far. So, it's kind of a special album to me. I was, I've was i been looking for it for a long time, and then I realized, oh wait, that one site that has everything has it. So, there you have it, folks. I'll also be playing a couple more really good ones from that album later on in the show today. Um, but, uh, for now, uh, I'm gonna play some more Comica 89 stuff, because... It never ends. It keeps getting out released, so I'm like, okay, I'll get this one too, and, you know. I almost sound like I'm complaining about all this music. I'm not. But, let's play this one from the new Felt album called Spatial Moving, and it's a song called Our Ship. What is your ship? It can be whatever you want. I forgot to mention, at like the very beginning of the show, what made tonight's show so important. Which, you'd think, you know, DJing for, oh god, five years now, like I have been doing, um, you'd think that I would have learned my lesson. No, that's not true. I, in fact, forgot to say that tonight, uh, I have the pleasure of playing back for you A pre-recorded interview I did with, uh, well, Orz, aka Wakasagehime, who's in the Twitch chat room right now, and also, uh, Rokonkin, who's not in the Twitch chat room because he's in Scotland and probably sleeping. Um, they together did this visual novel called Deep Sea Dating. I talked about it a little bit last week on my show, and, uh, I'd like to play for you guys right now the interview. It's very good. I think. Uh, It's about 25 minutes, so um, I'll just play it, and I'll see you guys on the other side of the interview. Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah, also, for those viewing on Twitch, um, I'm going to be talking and my mouth will not be moving, so don't get too spooked out. Hey everybody, this is... An interview, I haven't done an interview in a while, but this time I have two special guests. We have Ro Kankin and we have Orz, both of them extremely talented people that I found uh, via Tumblr. And uh, they put together, together, (laughs) a visual novel called Deep Sea Dating. It is incredibly cute and it's a thing that you should go play. It'll take about, you know, 30 to 40 minutes of your time. And uh, let's introduce these two people. We have Ro. Hi, Ro. Hello. And we have Orz. Hi, Orz. Hi. (laughs) Alright, so uh, I I guess without me telling the listeners everything, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I guess we'll start with Orz.
1: Oh gosh. (laughs) Uh, hi, I'm Orz. I draw stuff, mostly gay stuff. Um, I like Toho. I like to have a good time.
0: Now, when you say mostly gay stuff, don't you mean all gay stuff?
2: Technically, yes. Good. Well, sometimes she draws one character, and you can't have gay when it's one person.
0: Hey, who- who can say that for sure, really? I mean, yeah. I bet- I mean, you, you- drew Futo yesterday, right?
3: Yeah.
0: So, you know what? I bet she's gay. Yeah. Actually, no, she is gay for- for the prince. Nice. That's- I think that's canon, actually.
2: Isn't, like, Tojiko like her- uh, what's the term? Concubine, even. Or
0: some yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah. But then I think Futo wants to be. All right, Ro, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Ro Kanken,
2: uh, just Ro in most cases. I write a lot of fan fiction stuff. People might know me for a few years ago, I wrote Dolphin Rider Koichi, which people seem to really like. And I've been, still been dabbling in kind of the fandom ever since, really.
0: Yeah, um, actually, I hear about Dolphin Rider Koishi quite a bit. Uh, that's something I haven't read, actually, but I, th- I probably will after this interview.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, since, yes, it is pretty popular. Uh, and I, I think that kind of. I, I might bump a question up here a little early, but uh, I mean, kind it, it kind of set that precedent of you with the diving suit thing. And I yeah. kind of wanted to ask what the hell was up with that. There's- Don't worry, I not... won't I won't kink shame you or anything.
2: <laughs> you had to use that. No, it's- it's nothing really to it, it's just like, ever since I was young, it's like, it's- I think it's cool, and it's not like anybody else was gonna write it, so I figured I would. But, okay. like, it's something I've been kind of fiddling with. Like, there's stuff that thankfully is no longer on the internet where I didn't quite realize how to, like, write it and also have a story. So there's stuff that was so bad that I asked, like, the people running the forums on Maiden, like, please don't list this in the library catalog. (laughs) I want to pretend it didn't happen.
0: I I think I did talk with you a bit on the MOTK forums, but that was, I guess, kind of a long time ago. I do notice, though, I follow a lot of artists on Tumblr, and uh, a lot of artists, and occasionally... I'll see one of the Western artists with like a picture, and it'll be it'll be like racing in a diving suit, and I'm like, gee, I wonder who commissioned this one. Gee, you're, you're, I wonder. You're kind of infamous for this, and I I, I don't know that? if you realize this or not.
2: I, I I think at this point it's kind of I've kind of accepted my identity because like like I was saying with the thing with the thing I reblogged your tweet. Oh, you were joking? Oh, hey, you made it, VN. I wonder if it's about diving. But here we are!
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a jerk like that.
2: Like, um... Because Toho is a bit of a... It's a, it's niche, I suppose. And it kind of... It feels like there's a lot of, like... I mean, there's probably a lot of people who do a lot more... Who, who like a lot worse, weirder things. So I feel kind of... And people, like, even then, it's... It feels like I can write kind of what I like and still have enough that other people are enjoying it, so I don't feel, but no, it feels like I've hit like a a decent like balance between doing what I'm like enjoying and still making a good product out of it. Okay, well yeah, I felt like I was getting this kind of decent balance between uh, being able to pander to my interests and also make something that people will be able to read and actually have fun with.
0: Have you made a visual novel before?
4: Uh,
2: I've done a couple. There's, I linked it in the description on the game, uh, back in 2013, uh, I made a little joke game called In Miko We Trust, which is about, uh, Miko being the president of the United States. Oh god. Yeah. It was, uh, like, I was like a fortnight of, like, straight work on it, but I didn't have, like, any art assets, so what I did was I just took, like, the expressions from Hopeless Masquerade and used those but people were got, kind of got very annoyed about that because like, yeah, you're using, you're kind of using stuff that's that's not, that's kind of not yours. So I figured like when I wanted to do it again next time, I wanted to have some, and it felt obviously I also had to kind of work the story around it. Like if like is being the president, it's like I still have to explain why she's walking around dressed as she is in helpless this masquerade and not like in like a proper like business suit and stuff. So I figured when I wanted to do it again, I wanted to have it that, I could have like art that actually kind of fits the story, rather than the story having to fit the art.
0: So you had Miko dressed like clown piece, I guess.
2: <laughs> That's for the
0: sequel. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, it's like it was just her hopeless masquerade outfit,
0: just as she's in the cut. <laughs> All right. I do want to say though, for the record, even if your 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 commissions are rather specific, I do notice that you do commission a lot, uh, or at least you were. I haven't seen a diving suit pic in a while, but. Um, yeah, it's... I wanted to put that out there for everyone else that uh, commissions are important. I, I'm always seeing commission posts on Tumblr like, "Please commission me for blah blah blah," and like they're charging like ten dollars for a for like a full body pick or something. I'm like, no, yeah. you're underselling yourself. Don't yeah, do that. That's... But the the people who do commission, the people who are actually commissioning, are kind of like. You you are the heroes, and I appreciate you. So, thank you for supporting all the Western artists in the fandom.
2: This is like the opposite of kink-shaming. This is like kink-priding. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, people are only gonna do your stuff if you give them money, but give them money! You are supporting capitalism!
0: Yeah, it's actually Like, you know, the only way this works is if people actually commission you. I don't know. Or is, are you taking commissions at the moment?
2: Uh, no, I'm
1: not. Oh. And I don't... I know I've been saying this for a long time, but I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do it, like price-wise and everything, because I don't want to undersell myself like you were saying earlier. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, I still want to make it affordable, so I'm still figuring things out, but um, I have more time these days, so I think I should figure everything out soon.
0: For me, when I think of uh, prices for commissions, though I'm thinking in like musical terms, I generally think of... How much do I des- how much do I deserve an hour and how many hours of, of my life will I be putting into whatever I'm drawing or, or writing and then that's generally how I figure out a price
1: Yeah that's how I was thinking I would do it
0: you know there is a point though where I, I see a lot of Tumblr artists definitely underselling themselves. I think this is a this is a problem I think we can address but that that's almost like a completely different discussion we can have for like another show I don't know if you want to do another one. Did we just get promoted to co-hosts? Um, <laughs> I I I am kind of looking.
2: <laughs> I what, do I, you buy Overcoat and also Fishwolf?
0: What I want to know is how you guys met for, uh, I guess... Do, did you know each other before, or did you meet just to make the visual novel?
2: Uh, what happened was, uh, I had been, uh, following, uh... I've been following Ours for a while on Tumblr because like, I was a really big fan of our art and I think it's really great. And it was when I was writing, I came up with this, I just wanted to write this story, I wanted to do something kind of silly and fluffy with Kagawa.ka and it was okay. I didn't want to end up in the trouble I ended up before with Mika. We Trust, so it's like yeah, I want to do this with like a proper artist and immediately I was like, I want to work with Ours because I think our art's amazing and I really want to see it in... A game i make so i just hit her up on it about tumblr I just asked her yeah would you be interested in this P- forwarded her to me in miko we trust to kind of say yeah i've done this before and i had like a draft written up of the plot at that point so we just kind of looked it over and we made arrangements and the rest is history i guess
0: awesome okay so you did you did meet kind of through business but uh all right how are you, are you guys- I mean, obviously, you guys are still talking quite regularly.
2: Yeah, more often now, because I think in like the last couple of weeks, as like we were getting close to the end. It stopped kind of just being about, like, kind of pushing, <laughs> like, hey, how, how's stuff going? And kind of being actually just kind of talking with each other, kind of more casually, I think.
0: As far as, like, when you were making the VN, like, what was the process there? Like, did you- like, how long did it take? to make this thing?
2: On the writing side, it was, there was, there was a couple of things for me. I'd had to figure it out for a couple of weeks. There was the writing, obviously, the script for getting it all to work. Then there was actually putting it into RenPy. I, I had experience before with, in Miko E Trust, but I had, there were a few things I was still trying to like fiddle with to get it to work. Getting all, and there was like editing, like the UI, cause it's obviously very different from like UI, the default RenPy stuff. So it had a decent look of its own with like just the change in the windows and such. Hmm. That maybe took me a few weeks to figure out. I don't know how long, because, like, it was actually, we came up with this uh, a few months back, but Auras had, like, a whole bunch of real-life stuff going on, so she didn't have a lot of time. So, basically, I kind of set, set up the script and stuff and used some, like, placeholder art to kind of show what needed to be put in. And then I kind of gave her a list of, like, okay, here's the, here's the poses we need, here's what the CG should look like, and she kind of just kind of worked through them. Mm. Nice. Like, I couldn't tell you a lot about the specific art side. You'd have to ask Orr specifically about that.
0: <laughs> well, I will, because that's my job. Yeah, or is so um, have you done visual novel art before, like, in that context?
1: No, I haven't. I think at one point I tried to make one myself, but then I realized that I'm not that great at writing things. So I kind of gave up on the whole <laughs> writing thing. So it's great that Ro was here to do <clears throat> all the writing and stuff.
0: Good. A good insight from you would be, if if you were talking to another artist who hasn't done visual novel work before, is there anything different that you have to think of when you're doing visual novel versus just doing, like, regular art?
1: I think a big thing is kind of the, um, just the canvas size sometimes can be kind of weird depending on <clears throat> where it is on the screen in the program, and sometimes I'd have to resize things and crop things so that it would fit, but... Other than that, it's not really all that different, I guess, except sometimes there's different CGs and stuff where you have to change things in one drawing, and that was interesting to work with.
0: I think my my favorite expression was probably the, uh, (laughs) the Kagero's shocked face was so good. (laughs) A smile and enthusiasm. Gone. gone. (laughs) Yeah, that that tweet kind of blew up, I was surprised. like i saw that face when she was i think that was the uh oh, so why did you was buy that? all this stuff it, it, it i guess it showed up in a couple different places but it, it was uh during the was it the shark scene i don't wanna i don't want spoil anything for for the listeners but
2: i think just by saying the, just just the shark scene without any context you probably got them interested
0: the, but that <laughs> shark like that. scene keep, was really keep funny. dropping,
2: like, these little pearls of knowledge.
0: Are we doing the underwater puns? Are well, we, are I, we gonna... I don't know. If, if you want to dive into that area, then... I don't want this conversation to flounder or anything.
3: Oh, God.
2: Oh, God. These, there There's so many of these things. I'm drowning in <laughs> them. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry I put a dampener on the
0: moon. <laughs> okay. So,
4: <clears throat>
0: okay. So outside of uh being an artist and being a writer, like do you, what do you guys do for a living? I mean, I, I know uh, or I think you you still go to school, so Yeah, I'm so still in high school. That's what you do for a living. What about you, bro? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was a programmer for video games. I'm not going to name the company I worked for. It was a relatively large company, but I basically—it's. Have you ever heard of the the Powerball of the
0: sausage? The the, I thought you said Powerball, and I was like, what? <laughs> um, Me too. You know, you, you could you know think of how many sausages you could buy with the Powerball money.
2: <laughs> yeah, good luck. Well, yeah, but one in two hundred ninety-two million. But you no, said Powerball par- of the sausage is if you love something, never find out how it's made.
0: Oh. And that's kind
2: of what working at this company did for me. Is it kind of just takes a lot of the magic out of video games and you kind of I wasn't happy there, so,
0: yeah. Do either of you play other visual novels? Are you- are you visual novel fans? I play a lot of stuff. Uh... I... I'm really bad at
2: actually finishing things, like, I've been, uh, the the biggest one I've been playing recently was, uh, Senjo. I got to about chapter three, and it's like, I feel- it's got this feeling sometimes of just being too long for its own good like it's really good i'm really enjoying it but it just kind of felt like a lot of like the okay i got to the end of chapter two and it's like oh my god that was great and then it's like here's here's the here we go again and it's even rigor this
0: time it's like no i can't do this i felt that way with uh choden geki striker actually
2: Oh, I, 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 I couldn't get into show Dengeki Striker. It's there's like good. There's nothing that turns you off of a game quite like a dog with the line, pay no attention to my penis, there are other things to worry about. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that is a line in show Dengeki Striker. Oh,
3: that's so good.
0: It, it's, a, it's a superhero visual novel. It's very good. It, that, that line was kind of an anomaly. You're going through G-Senjo.
2: Yeah, um. I do a thing... Uh, I've done a thing for a while where I actually, let's play a lot of visual novels. I did that over on like Shrine Maiden mainly. Oh. Uh, More, I'm better known for like playing really bad visual novels and just kind of suffering through them. (laughs) Like, uh, if this isn't, I'm assuming this is okay to mention like uh, Eroge and stuff I've had to play. Oh yeah. My girlfriend is the president. That game made me unreasonably angry. A JASP classic. No, was, I, did an, I did an LP of Irina's Root, and it's like, yes, she's cool. She's like this badass Russian premier. And then the actual plot consists of taking away everything cool about our character and reducing her into a generic moe blob for generic and the generic harem protagonist number 675 <laughs> to have his way with. Like, wow. I, like, I fucking lost it when they had that scene where it's like, oh no, I'm afraid of the dark and your intro scene to her was, she was fighting Georgian terrorists at midnight in the middle of a warehouse, and this girl is meant to be scared of the fucking dark. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> like, I could, I could go on forever about how angry that one made me. The other one, that, the big one that comes to mind is, um, this one's more uh, modern. Uh, do you know a, a publisher called uh, Roosevelt? No, I, I'm like not a, familiar. From what I'm aware, it's like a small indie Japanese group But they've got a bunch of games up on uh, Steam. If you saw the uh, East Tower series, that was them. There's one of the games they put out, which I hated, called... uh, This is going to be surprisingly relevant to ORS. It was called Cafe Zero, The Drowned Mermaid. And it was like a murder mystery, where it's like the protagonist goes back to seven days before their own death to figure out who killed them. But the problem was that every single character, protagonist included, was like an awful person. (laughs) Which is why, spoiler alert, the best ending was the one that the f- was the true ending in which everyone fucking died. Oh, is that like Euphoria, kind of? No, it's- well, it's just that kind of- mm-hmm. I didn't want to play, because it's like, every single person in this game is awful. And it just- it was really badly <laughs> written, too. That was- I, like, I- I called it, I- I took- uh, let me look- find this, actually. You uh, know what other
0: game had that, that problem? Far Cry 3. Uh, there, I said it! I hate everyone in that game. <sighs>
2: But no, it's like, when I was playing, uh, Cafe Zero, I, they they really abuse ellipses. Like, they just, every single other line from the main character is ellipses. If you let me pull up my Let's Play, I'm gonna look up, I did an actual counter of how often it showed up, and it was in the space of maybe a two, three hour game, uh, ellipses got used 144 times.
0: Yeah, I think that's just like a, I don't know why that's so prevalent. It's
2: sort of a thing, it's like you almost like, people do it a lot in writing, I find. It's something like you kind of, a lot of people do to kind of fi- feel like they're filling up space when they aren't.
0: Yeah, I suppose. How about you, Oris? Do you play visual novels?
1: I mean, I guess sometimes I do. I mean, the other day I actually played a really cute one. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about a girl who was made of candy. And it was, it was cute. Oh, uh, I don't know if, um, if Higurashi and Umineko count as visual novels, but I'm a fan of those, so. What?
0: Yeah, of course they do. Yeah.
2: yeah, they're pretty big. I think I know what game you're talking about, yeah. I've been meaning to play it, because it's, it's it's by Nom Nom Nami, right? The one who made Romance Detective. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, I, I LP'd Romance Detective. That game is so good, so I was really <laughs> looking forward to, like, playing this candy game, but it's like, I've got a bunch of, I've got a big backlog of stuff, and it's like, no. Oh.
1: Someone on Twitter um just said that they're playing the visual novel. Uh they said um they said they're ten minutes into it and then they said hashtag fuckmagu 2016.
2: Fuck Magu. He should have been the one getting wrecked, not the fucking shark. <laughs> 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 what we need to do is we need to raise a counter. He's like he was just raised this way. Hashtag Magu did nothing wrong.
0: <laughs> uh so this next question is Pretty much just for oars. Hmm. Um, so what draws you to Kagewaka versus uh, other ships, I suppose? Oh boy. <laughs> oh, we could be here for a while.
1: <laughs> this is a fun question. <laughs> um I mean I honestly really don't know. I think the thing is with Kagewaka, I mean at first it was one of my favorite ships and I, I like drawing them and stuff. Because I was like, "Oh, this is a cute couple. I, I'm gonna draw them, I guess." And I think the thing is, back before I really, back before my art really got a lot of attention, like years ago, a few years ago, um, I drew this one picture of them, and somebody sent me a message, and they were like, "Hey, this is such a good ship. You should draw them more often." So I was like, "Okay, maybe if I do this, more people will notice my art." and that kind of happened, and while I kept drawing them, I started liking the ship more, and now I'm in hell, so that's how that happened.
0: Well, you know, fish-wolf hell is not a bad hell. Yeah. It's one of the better circles.
1: It smells like wet dog, but it's nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's, what's good about that ship, I felt, is with, uh, with Rose's uh, penchant for diving suits, <laughs> it kind of act, it worked really well for the two characters. Uh I thought the uh, the the idea of, you know, visiting the underwater kingdom was very cute. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see though like what the other people down there looked like, I guess, like the other mer people, but uh that'll be for the sequel, I suppose.
2: Yeah. If there's a sequel. Like I mean, I know we've already had one person on like the Shrine Maiden forums who's been like yeah, even if I, I we've been really wanting to see a sequel as well, like they just so it was just like them saying, Oh my god, it's Roe, it's Ors, the running Kagewaka. It
0: it it de- definitely works. Um do you have plans for any further visual novels together or or even uh, separately? I have other
2: projects I'm currently working on. Like I'm trying to uh actually write my own kind of uh, original novel at this point. So I've been kind of working on that for the last few months. I'm a good... I'm most of the way through the first draft, but it's kind of that feeling where the further in you get, the slower you get. So I don't know when I'm going to be done. I'm hoping it's soon. Because it's me, you can't step too far away from what you know. So it's playing with Selkie mythology. With, With what mythology? Uh, Selkies. It's like because oh. I'm like Scottish I, I thought you said selfie
3: No <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yes it's an FF8 fan fiction It's very elaborate oh. But no it's like a Scottish like mythology thing Like okay. selfies are like Seals that can take human form So I'm just kind of playing with that idea And working it into like a modernish setting Seal people? Yeah kind of like almost to more of a dramatic extent Because like one of the big points of the mythology is That uh, in order to take human form The selfie has to kind of take off their pelt so, and if they lose the pelt, like this is a big part of a lot of the mythologies is that they'll get they'll, they'll fall in love with a human or something, but the human will steal the pelt and without the pelt, they can't go back to the sea. So that shows up a lot like vengeful lover, like mythologies. So just kind of playing with that, like having it be, there's just kind of like selfies for every race and the seals were just kind of the ones that people had originally written down in mythologies. And rather than it being an explicit like, yeah, you can't go back to the sea without your pelt, uh, it's if you go to the sea without your pelt, you will burn alive. Oh. So most people don't do that.
0: Sounds like Dubai. I was, oh. in, the com- I was in the country? The the city, yes. Um, right. Where the migrant workers go and they get their passports taken so they can't leave. Oh, dear. It's yeah. kind of depressing, but, that. you know. Oh, um, it's sad.
2: But no, it's like, it's kind of, that as kind of a background for a little, like, spy thrillerish thing. Because, like, the idea is that... The Selkies have, like, agents on the humans on the surface to kind of make sure that no one messes around in their affairs. But it also t- turns into, like, the clans screwing each other over through these humans. And then there's, like, this the protagonist is, like, this hacker girl who kind of finds out about all of it and gets caught up in it. It's so fucking deep. Well, yeah, I hope it's <laughs> deep. I've written 70,000 words of
0: it. Oh, wow. It's actually pretty impressive. Or is what are you working on next?
2: Well... Recently,
1: I had this idea to start selling my art on stickers on Redbubble, and I actually planned on getting to work on drawing the art for those this week. Ooh! That seems like it'll be fun because I like collecting stickers and I think they're cool. So it would be nice to sell
0: them. Stickers are cool, and I think uh, I have a couple things that need stickers on them. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. gladly buy some. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm I'm out of questions on gayfish.text
2: hmm. So now we're going to have to talk question you.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, wrap up point for the interview. Thank you guys for uh, for for both joining us. Thank you. All on the radio land and I guess Twitch now. So hopefully you guys will tune in and hear yourselves and not get too embarrassed.
2: I will save the recording for all
0: eternity. You know what though? <laughs> neither of you will be as embarrassed as i am trust me
2: <laughs>
0: mission accomplished all right but um but yeah thank you bro and thank you ors for both joining me and uh, this was a good interview and i had a lot of fun
1: thank you it was fun
0: yay so uh, yeah I'll, i'm looking forward to your future works both of you and uh wish you guys luck on any of those future endeavors that you have thank you
4: thanks you too
0: You're welcome. it's me actually talking live now as opposed to the half hour where I wasn't um, that song that I just played was uh, actually Orz's request <clears throat> after the interview I was like hey do you want to hear anything on the show and so she requested that it's from a new album from Toho Jihen uh, from their k 89 re- wow from their k 89 release uh, that song was called... Where's my translate page? Oh god. It's Kagura Zero. It's in kanji and I can't read it. Because I don't know kanji. Then again, I don't know huragana either, so... Anyway. So... Um... Yeah, before that though... Ooh! Ooh. That was interesting. Before that though, uh, that was the actual interview. With, uh, Oris and Rokankan. Uh, I should actually give you their websites, in fact, um, I should plug Orz's new Redbubble, there it is, I should, uh, it's, you can go to redbubble.com slash people slash dash, I'm assuming the first Orz was taken, so there's a dash in there, uh, I did link it in the Twitch and IRC channels, so, uh, there you have it folks, uh, she's got, looks like five stickers, Five sticker designs up there right now. They're all about uh, what were they? Ah, I don't see the prices. There we go, two forty a piece. That is a small price to pay for adorable art. I mean, oh, I wish I was more better prepared because I would actually just show you these on the stream. But I, I'm still kind of fumbling with uh, OBS at the moment. I don't know how it, how it works. So, I I will eventually figure that out, but you can go there, navigate yourself, and look and behold the gay fish, it's fantastic. Um, As far as Rokonkin's site, he has a blog on Tumblr, it's ro-k-a-n-k-e-n.tumblr.com, and it's got all his fiction up there. As well as some other miscellaneous things. Uh, very nice. I'm very distracted because I have a uh, I have a ojo on my shoulder, and I don't know what to do. She's just sitting there. <laughs> oh no. Okay, but um. Also, let's see. Coming up next. I like how he tagged this as Toho three. Which one was that? That was Phantasmagory of Dim Dream. Yes, Phantasmagory of Dim Dream and it's uh... chiptune. Cheery? Oh yeah, the 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 like older Marasa, right? Yeah. The the uh she was like blonde or something. Yes. I have I have a I have a Walking Toho Encyclopedia right next to me. Like I don't know if you guys realize how literal that is, but it's true. Um, but anyway, this is a cheery arrangement from Pod, which is the best, uh, competitive Toho game of all time. Way better than Phantasmagoria Flower View. Um, so yeah, enjoy this cheery arrangement from Threx. was Yuhei Satellite just now. And uh, I played that one because one of the artists on that was Mr. Yoda. And uh, as we know, Mr. Yoda's very old, but apparently very good at music. Uh, So the new uh, Comica 89 release from Yuhei Satellite, well, one of them, they have multiples. Uh, I like how that one translates to Strawberry Trouble, but that was a Strawberry Crisis arrangement. Uh, the album. What's the album name? Uh, Fly With Me, Which Was Hidden in the Pupil. Uh, that that didn't translate right. Hitomi ni na uh, kakusa reta so hi. Uh, yeah, that's about as good as it's gonna get for me. Hey, that kind of rhymed. So, uh, yeah, Yuhei Satellite, good stuff. Uh, if you had to miss out on Tohokan or if you actually know it's it's worse if you went to Tohokan and didn't see them because I I I thought that was a pretty fantastic concert um, but anyway <laughs> oh man I actually I'll tell you guys a secret I have a recording of that concert um, though it's a little messy I'm gonna have to clean it up before I show it to anyone but uh, yeah I I have a uh, audio recording on my nice little uh, Zoom H4n, which is like the best little handheld recorder ever made, um, and I tried my best, but uh, I think it, the problem I had was, like, it, it was a very loud concert, so it, it clips a couple times, uh, actually a lot, so I'll have to, uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, what else did we have? Oh yeah, we had Shanghai Alice from Mew. And that was from the Stardust Reverie album, the one that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, From Popcorn and Harakara, which is a circle that uh, no no longer exists. Oh man, I got people... Man, the, the Twitch chat room is is hopping I'll tell you. I got people asking me how to stream music on Twitch. Music being in quotes. Um, I don't know. Get OBS and uh, set up the audio <laughs> and just do it. That's uh, I would recommend. Just 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 go for it. Get OBS or XSplit and just pipe music through it. Um, I'm not sure how like I can't really give you guys a tutorial, like, in the middle of a show, but, uh, there's, there is, uh, indeed tutorials out there how to do this. Um, anyway, I'm gonna keep things going. I got more music from Digital Wing, which is one of the most hilarious EDM circles that I know of today. It's, um, Basically you're going to hear wave a lot in this one. Uh this is from Toho Rave Party 5. This is a song called 01 circuit. that's the problem with Digital Wings albums, is they're crossfaded and I didn't think of that beforehand but it was still good, right? That was a track called Loveless Lullaby with Rute on the vocals and that guy's voice, though that guy's voice is something else, isn't it? Uh, we also had Yuhei Satellite again uh, from the same album that I played earlier this one is, uh see. Hyperion is the name of the track. We also had something from uh, a circle I haven't played before on this show, actually. Uh, there's a circle called Yonder Voice. And that was a track called Flight Night Flight. Yeah. Fright Night Flight. Yeah, Flight Night Fright. Light. Wow. Friday Night Lights. I don't know. Uh, that was from an album called Sitsugen Turuna uh, Nogu. So, hopefully you can figure that out when I, I don't know, learn how to pronounce Japanese. It's hard, it's it's harder to pronounce Japanese when my voice is, like, wrecked like this. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Uh, so this next tune, I can't believe it. But I don't think I've actually played this on my show before. Um, Usually how I figure out if i played a song is uh, on KNGI.org, I have all of my playlists from past shows as well as recordings. So by the way, for you people listening live, uh, I do record these things. Um, So far, though, I just record the audio uh, because it's... It's easier to get things on uh, iTunes that way, obviously. Uh, I don't think I don't know if iTunes does video podcasts because I'm an old man and I'm stuck in in the past. Uh, but iTunes is great for my podcasts, so uh, they go up on there as MP3s. So uh, if you wanna if you wanna get them earlier than iTunes, I think it takes a while for iTunes. They're all on kngi.org. Wow, O-R-G, yeah, so, go listen to some of my past episodes, they're kind of interesting, um, tonight I had a special interview, but if you want to look at some of my other interviews too from the past, they're all up on there as well, uh, including people like, uh, I don't know, T. Stebbins, or Helepolis, another shrine maiden person, like Rokonkin, um, Oh God, I forgot. I have like a lot of interviews. Um, I think I did two with Renko, even two with Renko. uh... Wow, I haven't actually played any Orange Jam in a while. That reminds me. But uh, for now, okay. I went off on another tangent. Stop letting me do this, people. Um, so I was looking back on my. I was like, hey, I haven't. I don't think I've played this song in a while. So I I I search on. The blog that I post my shows on, and I'm like, search for this song. No results. So I apparently have not played this song from Nachi from a Shibian album called Adrastia. This song called uh, Kenja no Kyokuhoku. So I hope you enjoy this 11 minute song. <laughs> get over this rabbi rabbi music. It's so good. Alright, anyway. So, you just heard more... Who was this again? Yonder Voice. (laughs) Wow, it's Yonder Voice. And that was a Kamika 89 album called, uh, Setsugen Nog. I just realized what they're trying to say. It's Nog. They're trying to be... They're trying to be Celtic or something because Japanese people have this fascination with Celtic things for some reason. Um, But it was a nice, it's a nice album, that was the title track too. Um, I'll probably be getting more of their stuff because I really like it. Uh, Seems like people on the chat's enjoying it too, so yeah, glad you guys are liking it. We also had some Felt, that was from another one from Spatial Moving called Silent Star. Uh, got some wubs all of a sudden. People digging that one, too. But, it's hard not to dig felt, you know. Felt's good stuff. Um, those... Those guys, I tell you, they have... A, uh... They have a well-oiled machine. As far as production goes. It passes between, like, six or seven different people. Each song goes through, like, six or seven different people. Before it's, like, really finished. And, uh... Pretty sure uh, they also have a rabbi declaring it kosher at the end of the factory line before it like goes out on the tables at Comicette, and uh, I think I think felt is one of the shutter circles, which means they got um, they got the wall table with the huge lines and like thousands of copies of things, but it's easy to see why when you're well hear why when you hear their music. Also, I corrected an error earlier by playing this tr- uh, a track from Nachi, from Adrastia, uh, that was Philosophers Far North. That's that's a that's a funny way of saying that, but Kenja no Kyokuhoku is apparently Philosophers Far North. Uh, we all... <laughs> okay. I think that was it for the set. Yeah, that was it for the set, but that was a long one because that, um, that Nachi tune was like 12 minutes. Land of Youth, thank you for someone who actually knows Japanese. What? I don't understand how youth turns into philosopher. But anyway. Okay, so this next tune. I... I... Something... There's something really special about this next song, okay? So, let me tell you something about this song. It is... The first UN Owen arrangement on record from 2003. It's another one from uh, Stardust Reverie, the Embodiment of Scarlet Devil arrangement album from Popcorn with K and Harakara. Kamiket 64. I just, I, I just think, I think to myself, wow, when I, when this came out, I was. 13 years ago so I was I can't I'm way too tired for math right now let's find let's figure this up like I was uh I was 15 yes <laughs> I was 15 when this came out oh my god um... yeah it's it and I had no idea what Toho was back then I don't think anyone did really Except in Japan, because that was the first Toho Arrangement album. But anyway, this is from Sinon, from that album, and it's the world's first UN Owen arrangement. And, for contrast, after that, I will play a song made in uh, 2011 that is an alternative version of UN Owen, done... uh, They're both orchestral, and I kind of wanted to show... Okay, so here's the first one, and here's a newer one that's really good. So I'll play the 2D sound version from uh, Toho Film Music Selection from EOSD. So I hope you guys enjoy this incredibly special arrangement of UN-Owen. that uh, final fantasy ending anyway here's 2d sounds version That was good. That was very good. That was Fox Factory, or Kitsune Workshop, or however you plan to localize their name. But that was a track. It was called uh, Maid's Red Carpet Greeting, and that was from the album uh, Toho Gensokai Waltz of Sound. And, as you can tell, all the songs on that album are waltzes. Before that, we had Tootie Sound, with a uno arrangement called The Dark Ruler. And, as contrast to the previous track, which was Sinon's arrangement of the same song, from Stardust Reverie, with about, oh, eight years between the two. I thought it was kind of interesting to hear how the, uh, I guess, the Toho arrangement scene has evolved in a mere eight years. And uh, if you think about it, whoa. That always creeps me out. That's my damn air filters. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, I have these dust filters in my furnace that kind of crackle sometimes. Anyway, where was I? Yes. The Toho music scene has changed dramatically in the past 13 years. We have many songs that you probably heard tonight that were very, very good. I don't know if you heard any bad ones. If if, if you did, um, I think you're you're full of it. But you know, hearing the old stuff, which it still has that kind of. Uh, it still has enjoyment to it, when you think about it, even uh, like the old Silver Forest releases or the old ESS stuff. Um, we got into it back then because it was. It was funny, really, to <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Most of us, I think, are are into Toho because of ESS, or um, I saw a lot of remarks. Uh, you know. When we were when we were listening to that old UNO arrangement, the first UNO arrangement, arrangement, um, there was a lot of people recalling their you know old Toho memories. It seems a lot of them now have been brought into Toho via the uh, black middies, which um, not racist. It actually means that there are so many notes on the staff, the st- you know staff notation, that it it appears black because there are. Hundreds of notes being played at the same time, which uh, I never really got the appeal. I think they sound terrible. Um, though, there was a couple MIDI competitions I was in back in the day where I did kind of do a black MIDI. Um, but it wasn't really a black MIDI, it was more, it was j- It was definitely a joke. Because it was like, it was the opening riff from Flourish.Mid. It was like, da And then that last, it was, I, I triggered every note, um, from, like, from, uh, C0 to C9 to see what would happen. And apparently when people were playing back the songs, it would actually, uh, crash their, (laughs) their music player. So I, I, I definitely trolled people pretty good that night. Um. But yeah, black minis seem to be a, a kind of a popular thing. Um, people coming from the uh, the Death Waltz, which is not Un Owen, but I think they know that by now. Um, kind of, I kind of I, I I want that cleared up for people that the Death Waltz is not Un Owen was her. They're almost completely different songs, aside from that like.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That part That's the only similarity. I don't know why these two things are mixed up. I guess I could see why you'd think that. But I think uh I don't know, you figure it out. Anyway the proper term is African American MIDI. Good. Um But anyway Um Yeah, so Anyway, Toho music changed quite dramatically in the past 13 years. Um, though, you still have some of the or- these original people are still making Toho arrangements. Um, like Beat Mario, who was on this album. He's still doing stuff for-, for Cool and Create. And the stuff that Cool and Create's putting out is amazing. Um, you know, it, 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 even uh, Eosys is making good stuff now. And uh, I guess Silver Forest when, you know, before they like dissolved and then came back and then I think dissolved again or something, they're making good stuff. Everyone's making this awesome music. And um you know, I think I'm I'm nearing the end of the Comica 89 stuff finally. But there's just so much there's so much good music to play, it's actually kind of difficult to keep up with it all. Um So there you have it folks. A brief history of Toho music. Um, Let's see. You know what, though? We are at the end of the show. I should probably mention that. Which is really sad, I know. It's it's, it's the end of the show. But I do want to say a couple things. Um, If you you liked the show tonight, I have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash overcoat. And... It's uh, been helping me greatly. In fact, uh, I got my tax forms from them this year, and I have made over thirteen hundred dollars thanks to everyone for the for since I started using Patreon. And I have to file those taxes, but I made money, and uh, you know. I want to thank you guys very much because that means a lot to me Um, I have not been doing well financially but I do look for uh, the the start of the new month I look uh, I I hope for the start of the new month every month now because I make uh, enough to live off of with the patreon so I do appreciate it but if you if you aren't supporting me on patreon and you want to? Just you know, I would I would appreciate more patrons always. Um, <clears throat> enough of the, but enough of that. Um, oh, I have a question about uh, actually in the chat right now. Hey, how can I PM you? Um, well, if you're if you're not on IRC and uh, you want to message me. I have an email, it's Tuesday at gmail.com. You can use that email to request things, and uh I will play them ninety percent of the time. Usually, you know, if, if you know, if it's a good song, I'll play it. Um or if you have any other questions or or things you want me to cover, or anything interesting news, you know, feel free to email me. Shoot shoot an email to Tuesday at gmail.com. Um but let's see here yeah this is this is i think it's gonna be another two and a half hour show um i also have other important news so this music you've been hearing in the background all 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 the show uh, i mentioned this to the people who uh who showed up but like before the audio stream started but when i started the video stream um when i you know when I started the show I mentioned where the music was from it's from, it's from this game called Rabbi Ribby which um, for the for most of you know I work for Sakai project and uh, this game uh, I was I've been testing it and uh, watching its development and uh, without you know violating too many things about privacy I do want to say though that the game is very good and you should go get Rabbi Ribby when it comes out on Steam on the 28th It's, uh, it's a pretty special game, and, uh, like I was saying earlier, if you like Toho games, uh, you'll probably like this, because it's a bunch of cute girls shooting hundreds and thousands of bullets at each other, um, and the the story is silly, and, uh, the characters are silly, and it's just a fun game, so I would highly recommend it. It'll be out on Steam on the 28th, uh... Just check, just check it out. Go check it out. Put it on your wish list. Follow the game on there. Um, join the U P R P R C, and I'll let you guys figure out what that means when you play the game. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for the news. I do have though one last song to play, and this is a song from Felt, and it's a nice uh, Fires of Hokai arrangement. At least I-, I hope this was the Fires of Hokai one. It's very nice though. And uh, I'll leave you with that before, of course, the usual song. <laughs> but, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I had a lot more listeners than usual, which makes me very happy. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Auras and uh, Rokonken. and hopefully we'll have a good... Uh, uh, pfft, wow. Hopefully I won't mess up my speech again- anymore. Um, uh, but hopefully we'll have another opportunity to talk with them soon, because it was a joy to have them on the show. Um, also thank you, Orz, uh, for stopping by to listen to the live show. I do appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. That's the end of the show, guys. Hope you enjoy the song from Feltz. Once again, it's Dolosa from Spatial Moving. Good night, and I'll see you guys next Sunday.